the the biggest problem that i found and one of the reasons why i've had a setback it took us about six weeks to figure it out is but just because i was making money that doesn't mean you should just size up size up size up just because you're having like a, a 20k or a 15k month it doesn't that doesn't give you an automatic commission to size up like everyone has a level where it's it's easy to easy ish to cut the losses everyone has a level where it's oh it's not too difficult to stick to a plan like like for, for me my figures like i can cut a 200 300 loss i can cut them all day but i can't cut a 600 700 800 loss i can't you're listening to the steady trade podcast a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast, everyone. I am Tim Bowen, back with Kim and Steven. I think we've got one of the uh, most important uh, topics that I think that, you know, it's funny, we, I think, gets overlooked so, 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 so much. And you'll hear me talk about this a lot. I mean, listen, a lot of you probably come to trading for the same reason. And listen, I, I came to it for that same reason as well. You always think about the profits, okay? I always like, Maybe if we had a CGI department, I could put like those, I need like those dollar sign glasses. Somebody, so, somebody, somebody sent me some preparation you. H from Amazon. Somebody has sent me some cargo shorts from Amazon. Somebody shortly sent me some quadruple XL Chinese made t-shirt from it <laughs> because I don't know who got my address, but if whoever out there that sent me the preparation H has my address, send me the dollar sign sunglasses i would appreciate a pair but that being said a lot of us probably all of us come to the markets come to trading because we see the dollar signs we see the profits but quite quickly if you don't realize that you got to think about the money you can lose because nobody has a hundred percent win rate i mean hell in day trading i mean when we're talking specifically day trading if you're over 50 percent, you can be very profitable but you got to minimize your risk. You got to keep your losses small. Always that number one rule. So today we're going to talk about risk management, you know, what it is, obviously why you should care. And then thanks to Steven, you know, Steven did some preparation, did some research, and, and we're going to talk, talk about different systems, whether those be uh, mental, you know, mental stops, whether those be hard stops with your broker. I think he's going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the sorry siri leave me alone um he's going to talk about you know some brokers uh will actually support like like a max stop loss so where a lot of what i teach and what i talk about is based on the chart um and based on price levels you can actually if you're struggling with your discipline you can just set a dollar amount at your broker whether that be 100 bucks 500 bucks what it is and they just take you out now I will. I've got a lot of opinions on that. I think that is like, I, I would never say it's cheating, but I think it's like, I don't, I don't know. I think you should be able, if you're going to be successful over time, you should be able to stop on your own. You shouldn't have to have daddy slap your hand and, and put you in the corner. But that being said, let's talk about risk management, Kim and Steven. Welcome back. 
Thanks. Thanks so much for having uh, is is in me or is in us is in we could be either. Um, but no, like I wanted to touch on the various different methods of risk management because there's a, it's a it's a very underrated, under discussed topic. Yeah, and there's a lot of different facets and different ways to approach it. So you can take a multi-pronged approach. So it can be like in terms of education, we know that there's a lot of authors, there's a lot of books out there, uh, like the the Daily Trading Coach. There's a there's a bunch of like uh, quite well-known uh, books. I should be able to quote them because, but I don't because I haven't read them because my risk management sucks. But <laughs> There's also kind oh, but of at money. least you at least you started the audio of some of them. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, hey, hey, you know, you got like no, twenty but... minutes into the audio book. Why, you know, eh, better than nothing. Than <laughs> no, but the, like, there's there's ways to educate yourself on the psychology of risk is what I'm getting at, and the, and you can do that. There's some famous uh, psychologists and authors. Um, there's also manual processes, things like Tim Grattani was always famous for having a risk journal. But every time you made a mistake, you would write what what was the mistake, what was the setup, what was I thinking, what was the end result, what was the outcome, what's the action, what's the kind of responsibility or punishment I'm going to implement. And then the other thing is manual processes such as stops. But one of the one of the interesting things on, and I saw this from uh, a modern rock. Do you know Bam? Modern modern rock. Bow, bow, yep. Bow, sorry, Bam. Yep. You'll not like that. Bow, I saw a video from Bow and he was he was saying, and this is this is get towards a lot of people, especially short sellers. There's a lot of um there's a lot of consistent traders out there. A lot of consistent traders out there, a lot of consistent short sellers out there, but there's not a lot of consistently profitable short sellers. There might be some consistent traders, but they're not consistently profitable mm. because they all will give back a massive loss on one day. And and hey. Oh, right, I've, yeah. been, I've been there. Right, I've been yeah. there too, man. I've been there We've too. All yeah. done it. <laughs> just takes one massive yeah. loss. And and you can trade like, like never going down more than 300, making 900 a day. You've always got that two to three to one risk reward. Every now and then you'll slip, you'll go down a thousand, but you'll, you'll come back and you'll make 600, for example. But then one day something goes wrong. You can't predict it. You can't cut the loss. You're down one, three, five, and then you just can't cut it. Now, what I just wanted to say without naming any particular brokers, but there are broker intervention methods out there. Mm-hmm. Um, brokers where you can you can actually cap your max size. So if you've got a 30 grand account because you want a big broker with big broker privileges, you can have a 30 grand account, but you don't have to use the full 30K. Right. If you think that you can't handle it, you can, for example, for mine, uh, my max size right now is capped at $5,000 per trade. I can't. So do you know how... I have a problem, add, 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 add. I physically can't add, 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 add. Right, it take me right. 5,000 and I'm done. I can't yeah. I can't add anymore. I get a yellow warning on the computer saying, you're at your max size. And, there's and, also- and just for some context real quick, yeah. for, you know, king of interruptions, but I think this is useful. Um, keep in mind, a lot of you might be like, well, why have that money in your account if you don't use it? And just remember, we're talking... We're leaning towards, at this point, leaning towards short selling, which remember, you have to have a more margin account to short, which means the PDT is applicable. So if you're one of those cash account traders, hey, which is awesome, 
that might be a little confusing you when we're talking specifically what Steven's about right now is shorting and to be able to trade more than those three times in a rolling five-day period, you have to be over that $25,000 amount, which again, I will quote Ronald Reagan for the 10,000th time, the nine most dangerous words in the, in history are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. The PDT rule is the dumbest rule quite possibly ever invented other than during that episode of Simpsons when it was illegal to bet on squirrels fighting in your pants, but the PDT is a close second to that. Yeah, so oh. I'll I'll just fin- I'll just finish what I was saying because I don't know how to pick up on the. <laughs> but um, it's hard not to follow the squirrels in the pants. But, um, but just to quickly lay out some of the potential broker interventions that you can have, you can have a max size per trade limit. <laughs> You can have a, a max loss. So if you're unrealized and realized down a certain amount of money, you can be barred from taking any further trades for the rest of that day. And you can have an auto liquidate function with specific, but not all brokers. You can have an auto liquidate. So when you hit a certain amount, you took out for that day. A lot of brokers, it's very easy to just send them a message and be like, take it off. <laughs> I yeah. want to do it again. Yeah. Certain specific brokers, you can actually say, they'll say to you, if you take it off in a day, you're banned from ever putting it back on again. So wow. just to let people know, and I know Tim's anti against it, and he's like, you should be able to cut your losses. Well, I can't. I'm a maniac. I'm outrageous. I'm a free-flowing bird. I love to fly around, and sometimes I get out of control. So I want Kim's input, but Bri- I just want Brian to make the Lee point. As well. It's like, it's like, and this is, and listen, okay, I know. I got like issues I'm with this wild, type of stuff, I'm a wild but it's like, one. it's like locking the cookies in the cabinet and like giving the key to so, some, I, you should be able to just not eat the cookies. Okay. It's a cookie. You should be able to not eat the cookie. You shouldn't have to lock it in the cabinet and like give the key to your wife or your roommate Tim, or something. You know, don't eat it. you know, short selling. Like it's honestly, I, I don't care if this comes across as me being a dick. Being long's easy to have discipline. It's easy. It's dead easy. If your plan doesn't work, you just get out. If you're well, short, especially it's penny, not that that's easy what I love about can pe- come down. Especially in penny stocks, because we all know what these <laughs> penny stocks are. You know, that that's that's why again I, I lean towards newbie trade. I'm like, listen, this is the you'll hear me say it a million times in pre-market prep. I'm like, this is the worst stock in the world. You know, and and yeah, I think it is easier to stop because at the end of the day, you're like, okay, this is some. Chinese OTC pink sheet that says they cured cancer and invented a flying car or something. It's like, you, you, you just, you know that you have yeah. to stop. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, so anyway, what I, what I, what I think is a good approach is for everyone. Cause I think there's three we're here. So like, like let's everyone give their best opinion. Ultimately a multi-pronged approach is the best solution probably, but everyone give the, their opinion on how to best manage risk. Mine is broker intervented intervention tools that you can't take off like honestly they're laughing look how fat i am do you think i have a problem eating cookies i clearly have a problem eating cookies if i could have stopped i would have stopped if there was broker intervention for eating cookies i would have that as well i'd have that as well and i have cookie intervention but like you know what i mean that i would have a cookie intervention like i don't have discipline so mine is broker intervention it's a godsend it's a godsend that you can have that brian lee has it bow wow modern rock i saw a video of him saying he's got it a lot of top traders have got it but over to you guys i'm done i'm finished so kim kim i've obviously put it in 50 times kim you gotta go first because so 
Uh, so I can see both of your perspectives. And I want to speak to when you talk about materials that support your emotional side of you know, handling risk. Let's not forget that I do have a course for sale right now with Stocks to Trade called the Trading EQ with Kim Ann Curtin. It's two and a half hours. And it's a really important conversation about risk management and how you can handle all the emotions that are inevitable. And I think the key here is especially for new traders, it is gonna be shocking to you how incredibly triggered you become when you start out. And if you don't uh, appreciate, you know, people who are not that self-aware have a tendency to think they'll be cool as a cucumber. And the key is that you're not hardwired to be cool as a cucumber, which is the only reason why mankind is at the top of the food chain, because we learned how to get away from danger very quickly when we were living in the wild. But what happens today is the biology of how we're built responds as though danger in any form looks like a saber-toothed tiger and we're gonna die. So there is no distinction, especially at the beginning of your career as a trader, for you to be able to withstand that onslaught. So I am in agreement that putting those uh, stops in place it's just, it's just a no-brainer at the beginning. But I think what Tim is saying is if you don't eventually work to that discipline of getting to neutral and not being so attached, that, that I think is the end goal. But if those stops help you move yourself towards neutral, I'm all for them. Whatever it takes to protect your account. Look, I'm, I'm not saying just... Go go hell go hella strong on every trade and YOLO everything and just short your account and hold it up if the broker takes us out. I'm out. I'm not saying that. We're all cut losses and we all follow trade plans. I'm saying on the one in a hundred you don't, you should have a broker intervention in place. That's it. Well, and, and, and that's where so I guess it's my turn, even though I just I think I think I took my turn, but anyway. <laughs> um so Stephen, I was about I'm, to say you know, I'm surprised how well you look. You look so, I don't know if I look so unhealthy or you look so healthy or, or what. <laughs> you do like, look I'm looking at myself and I'm like, he's I think, 30 years I think old he's sun, three he's times sun kissed. He's sun it's kissed. It's called going outside. I don't like know how people, guy? everyone comments on this. Where's your tan come from? It's from going outside. You look like that man who's got the claws coming out of his hands from X-Men. <laughs> anyway, well, I think, Stephen, what you thought I wasn't going to say as in response to this, I, I think you were going to expect me to go the Jocko route, which, again, I think that that should be what you aspire to. But I, I agree that there, especially, listen, especially if you're going to short these stocks, I think you should take a hybrid approach, which which you hinted at at the beginning, because ultimately, I want you to be you know, again, here's the Jocko impersonation, you know, you know, that people will be like, Jocko, how do I have more discipline? He's like, have more discipline, you know, and they're like, Jocko, how do I get up earlier? Get up earlier. earlier. You know, yeah, Jocko, like, how do I read more books? Read more books. You know, it's like, so. But, when you say it like that, you know, when, when you say it like that, though, I get it. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> All right, when you say it that way. Well, yeah. and, and listen, I'm the, 
please, Jocko, I'm not picking on you. I'm not, but, but, you know, but my point is he's, he's right though. I mean, it's like, how do I read more? Well, read more. Okay. And put down your, you know, anyway, I mean, he's, he's always right. Jocko is always right. You know, or, you know, anybody who thinks he's not right, he's probably dead and buried in a shallow ditch anywhere. But um, <laughs> if you're, again, if you're shorting these stocks, particularly, I think you should use a hybrid approach. I think you should be able especially if you're risking real money. Okay. If you're trade, if you're learning and you're trading a hundred bucks, you can go buck wild. But if you're at the point where you're risking like real money, thousands or ten, tens of thousands of dollars, you should have that ability and the skill set and the emotional, you know, um, uh, the EQ, you know, the emotional quotient to, to, to get out of the trade on your own. Now, Here's where I'll cave to Steven a little bit. Listen, when these stocks start skipping, you know, when you're short some 2 million floater and it skips one, two, three, four, five, ten dollars $10 in literally minutes. Yes. You, I mean, there are times and I've been there, like you physically can't get out. Yeah, like you can't exactly. click that exactly. freaking mouse fast enough. That's and, a really good point. Tim. And I've That's talked really about that point. story where again, I what it was a BPTH, but I mean, listen, I was getting squeezed and it's like panic. And I doubled yep. down short yep. accidentally. Yep. Cause I mean, I was yep. trying to stop. I yep. was trying to totally. get out, but the, totally. it happened so fast. I clicked the freaking, you know, I hit the short instead of the buy button. I doubled down. That's when I just left, yep. you know, close yep. my, but, but anyway, especially on the short side, I do believe in that hybrid approach, but here's the thing. And, St and Steven, I'll segue back to you. There are people, and we know these people well, that the <laughs> only checked, time they stop, today. the only time they <laughs> stop is when the broker forces them out. Now, yeah. I'll kick it that's back ridiculous. to you. Yeah, thank no, that's, you. Thank you. That's, thank you. That's ridiculous. But, but I mean, a lot of the things. Well, elaborate not... on that though. So, so, so explain to the listener. Yeah. yeah. Why no, that's, no. why is that ridiculous? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's basically like, literally being a child if you're just gonna literally be a two-year-old child and repeatedly make the same mistake and then cry for your mom to sort the problem out <laughs> you're just being a child at the end of the day and a lot of people are trading with broker restrictions hitting a max loss and just saying that's ah, happened again i don't know why it's just the market's fault that's <laughs> yeah. the broker's fault market the out. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> but but i mean the, the one thing I'll always attest to, and it's it's very tough, right? Because it's once you get profitable and you start making money, it's like the, the biggest problem that I've found and one of the reasons why I've had a setback, I, it took us about six weeks to figure it out, is just because I was making money, that doesn't mean you should just size up, size up, size up. Just because you're making consistent money, whether it's a 10K a month or a 20K a month, that doesn't mean that, oh, let's, I've heard people use the term exponential growth and be like, oh, if you make, if you make a hundred grand, well, listen, year, we all hundred grand the next. Listen, we all, I, it, right? I, I distinctly remember like my first $500 trade and I'm like, man, 500 bucks times five days a week times, you know, 20 trading days a week, you know, and, and we all do that. Yeah, <laughs> but but the issue is just because you're having like a, a 20k or a 15k month, which is fantastic. If you ever have one, it's a fantastic achievement, and I hope everyone gets one. It feels great. You'll probably cry when it happens. It's a dead good feeling. 
But the problem is that doesn't that doesn't give you an automatic permission to size up because it's 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 like everyone has a level where it's it's easy to easy-ish to cut the losses. Everyone has a level where it's or it's not too difficult to stick to a plan. Like like for, for me, my figures like I can cut a 200 $300 loss. I can cut them all day, but I kind of cut a 600 $700, $800 loss. I can't. Like yep. I just can't. But and I, my but problem I... was having that success and then sizing up, but then me risk hadn't caught up. I just wasn't ready for the size. Yep. Yep. I think it's just different levels of the emotional state of neutrality, because once you start to succeed, once the the trades are much bigger, you, you have to realize that all of your emotional intelligence thus far has developed you to this level, but now you're up leveling. So it's, it's having a whole, it's like, it's like starting at square one all over again with the emotions. But I mean, so, so for the people that look, everyone watching this probably has risk management problems. I speak to a lot of pros who have risk management problems. Like I was speaking to one yesterday who was saying like, I'm down on a major downswing in the hole and I'm losing control. I'm like, dude, you'll not listen to anything I say, but, <laughs> but like pop broker restrictions on or size down. But even if you tell, if someone told me to size down, I physically, you physically can't do it. Well, that, that's the, the ego. ego. That's the yeah. ego at work. Yeah. And that, and you so need, that's, <clears throat> that's what the most important piece, I think, going into trading and, and or up leveling in trading, you have to just constantly be conscious of is my ego invested here to the point where I am not looking at what's reality, right. but looking at it and I want it to be this way. That's the bird dogging freeze that, you know, I talk about. If do you ever look at a bird and say that bird should be a dog? If you don't do that day to day, then you have to ask yourself, well, why are you doing it now? This trade should go the way I want it to go. It's like, well, that, is that reality? Or, you know, the same thing as saying bird should be a dog. And that's your ego because now what's happening is you're finding success. You're getting excited. You're doing that addition like Tim talks about, ooh, 500 times five days a week times 20 days a month, right? And now the ego is like getting stoked and it thinks it can do this, this, and this. And then you bump into, oh, not as easy as I thought. Do you not think you should just go on a slow path where you, you push, you push, you push, you think, ah, this is going iffy, pull back. Then you push, you push, you push. Then it goes a bit iffy again. Then you pull back. Do you know I think? It's well, it depends on your dis definition of iffy. You know, you just got to look within. If iffy is more attached, if iffy is your entire freaking account, you know, <laughs> if iffy is giving back a week, like iffy is giving back three days, giving back a week. Fair. But yeah. so I would invite you to consider doing that in. But in your own imagination, before you're sitting at your trading desk, sit with yourself in a meditation or just for a few minutes and imagine where that, where do you start to have like your stomach get sick? Where do you start to have your heart race? Where does your pulse start to kick up? Imagine what that number is. Find out what it is internally before you find out at your trading desk. What's that number for you, Tim? I'm curious. Like, like the, 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 oh shit handle type thing. 
Uh, just in a yeah, in a position like in where, one uh, position, like an oh shit handle, probably yeah. five grand, you know, five grand, where, and you're like, yeah, I yeah. do not want to fucking lose anymore. I'm, I'm done. Dude. Yep, yep. So, yep. Mine, mine's about one. Just... At that point, you know, <laughs> at, at, at that point, you know, again, that that, and listen, that number is going to vary for everybody, but at yep. that point, you're. I mean, I, I mean, it's wrong. It's not worth. Well, unless I, again, unless I made some stupid mistake like doubling down you know, on a right. short or something like that, but you're wrong. You screwed up. You're done. Okay. And, and then that's that like done for the day type number where it's like, you're done. You're benched. Now I do that myself. Okay. Yeah, I don't, so Tim, I don't, I don't so call Tim, mom. Mom, so Tim, change when, my password for me, please. Tim, <laughs> when did, when did you have the, did you always have the discipline to just do it on your own? Or did it oh, kind of come geez, about? No, 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 no. Okay. So how long did it take you? Oh, years, years, years. Okay. I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, we're going back, you know, 15 yeah. years now. We're going yeah. back 2006, 2007. But, oh, no, years and years. So, yeah. And, and what do you think got you finally on board to the fact that, oh, this is what, just what, my what, Kim, what? What what movie reference am I about to make? Is it Roadhouse? No. The Shining. No. Uh, um. It's it's Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. Okay. When they ask, you know, Mr. T, aka Clubber Lang, Obviously. they ask him what's the prediction for the fight, and he looks into the camera. And he says, "Pain." Right. That's it. I do remember that. Said, okay. But I didn't know. Just, I didn't know it's Rocky Three though. I have to watch that one. <sighs> definitely top five favorite movies for me but anyway um it just pain pain so it was pain. just but, like but how many just years like, five I, years know, five years? i would say three four three four okay i don't think okay five. yeah so yeah. so steven do you hear what he's saying oh uh, no look i can uh, three or four I mean, look, years no no i mean well i'm i'm four or five years in now and it was only six months ago i was like i don't need to use stops I don't need broker restrictions. So I don't need them. But I can't ever imagine me trading life without them ever again for as long as I live. So no, you do, here, you do can learn. I just say you're using the hybrid approach too. Can I, you know, that's oh, I say and, and I'm reading books and doing exercises as well and doing like actual coursework from authors on risk management. I'm doing everything, everything I can. Well, I just want to make that point, just just in case the listeners some morons confused, out there. You know. <laughs> there are some absolute morons out there who stop out every day and then just push it on Twitter like it's someone else's fault. I've seen it. Well, because they don't um, want to take they don't want to take responsibility, and that's what trading. I think it's the perfect perfect school for forcing you to take a hundred percent responsibility for yourself and if you aren't in the position emotionally to take that on because some people see it as blame or shame i don't want to take 100 responsibility but it's it's ultimately freedom to take that much responsibility but i just want to say something to you steven i'm curious how this will land as soon as you knew you needed to put those backups in place is the first step towards not needing them. Does that make yeah. sense? Pretty, pr- pretty, some pretty powerful wordage. Some pretty powerful words there. No, and I, and I, I fully agree. And I think you'll get so you'll get so used to them being there, not using them, 
that you'll forget that they even existed. Yes. And then you and, will um, not stop yourself. Oh, my, my goal is to have it and never hit it once. My That's goal is to beautiful. never yeah, hit it like, once. Barring, you know, and, and again, I one of the things that drives me nuts is like, you know, I, I people use, especially on the short side of low floats, people use the term black swan so incorrectly you know it's like listen guys there can't be three black swans a week okay it doesn't work that way okay the whole idea between nicholas and nassim talib's book was there was one black swan no which read all of this stuff by the way tim that's that's the great rhino michelle wooker who we had on the podcast her she says that so many people don't identify the great rhino which is right in front of your face it's big it's eye distance you know like arm distance and yet you're still in denial that it's there that is probably that great rhino and people say oh it's a black swan no that's because they don't want to take ownership that this thing is right in front of them and yeah that that's and again Stephen, that's my point is it's and you said it very well i think it should be there but if you're hitting it three times a week you got more, you got way more work you need to do that. That should be there. Again, your computer goes down, your internet goes down. Maybe you make some dumb mistake like I did. You accidentally doubled down, or maybe it is a, maybe it is a true black swan, which again, you know, where it, where it's, it's a dries. Okay. I mean, listen, I consider dries an actual black swan. Dries was like six years ago and we're still talking about it today. So that's what, and, and that's why I like the way you said it's there, but you're not bumping up to it three, four or every day. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? no, honestly, I mean, the, the way, the way I'd approach a system for me is it's, you're hitting a max loss is an indication of how well you're managing size and how well you're managing discipline and trading. Because once you're consistently profitable, the ultimate goal of every trader is to trade as much as size as possible to make as much money as possible. Sure. Even if it's not for the monetary value, it's to, to be the biggest guy in the room, right? Or girl, whatever. Um, so for me, it's if I don't hit a max loss for an entire month and I have a decent green month, that's an indication of I can size up a little bit more, maybe 25% more. Mm-hmm. And then if I hit a couple of max losses, maybe I've sized up a bit too much and I need to come down because I shouldn't be hitting that max loss. I shouldn't be hitting it. So can that's, I, that's how can I'm Can I ask of- you a question, Stephen? And you, Tim, the, the fact that you just booked to going up 25%, what is, is there, is there an appropriate amount, Tim, that you do want to start to go up? Is it 25% or would it be 10%? Ooh, good question. I mean, you know, it's like, I always, the way I explain it is, you know, it's, it's, it's that, you know, it's your consistency and your confidence. Now, obviously confidence can get you in a lot of trouble, but I, you know, whether it be the checklist that I use, I mean, to me, you should only be sizing up in quote unquote, those A plus setups. Like today, listen, I was thinking about a, a VWAP reclaim on SGOC, not one of my bread and butter setups, not ideal. This morning I missed it because I missed a filing. I screwed it all up. I bashed it. It was the best stock of the day. So I could tell that I was revenge. I had a revenge in mind. Okay. I, I was like, I want this thing to squeeze back to the highs. So that I'm using like quarter my normal size because I now it, it didn't. Because you know I, you're like, probably going to lose. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, you know, and it, thank God it didn't hit VWAP and failed. So I didn't enter. But if I had entered, I'd be using quarter size because again, 
and I don't, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I got this all figured out. I mean, I screw up every day, but I think that one of the biggest things that comes with, with experience is you recognize when you're screwing up. I said it right in the chat. I'm like, people are like, Hey, this ain't one of your setups. I'm like, I know. I'm like, it's a slow day. I'm pissed off that I missed those STOC this morning. So I'm like, it's small size. I think if it goes, it could run to the highs, but I said it right out. I'm like, this is boredom. This is revenge. So I'm using small size. Uh, but it, was, so, yeah. it was also the ticker this morning that, that should have gone, but it didn't. I haven't checked Twitter to see yet who, what short. ET, DTSS? It wasn't, it wasn't a good short, lad. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it ripped in the pre, and then it's first 15 minutes. It put in DTSS a decent amount of volume. Yeah, DTI, yeah. Yeah. Put in a and it, it failed, million. but, but it, it failed. But at the, at the open, man, it was like, here we go. At the open. Yeah. It was volatile <laughs> at the open, and it yeah. just dropped. It dropped off at 9.45. Um. Yeah, so, tough, so, tough one, sucks. So I wish well, I'd shorted okay. it, but in a way I don't because the next one will rip your head off. Well, that's it. Tomorrow, tomorrow it'll be different. <laughs> no, but it will be. And, and there's been a couple. There's been DTSS and there's been one more before that that should have gone and didn't. I don't know if you remember it. There was one a, week, a couple of days ago as well. Yeah. Stephen, what do you think? Do you think that the when you start to size up, you sh- that <laughs> you, you it, I could be wrong, but it sounds like you size up quickly. To me, twenty five percent is a lot. So, no, do you no. feel that's no? Because honestly, my my problem was um, once I got up about eighty grand, I just stopped caring about losing money. <laughs> so if I ever went down on a trade, I just throw loads more sizes at it, and then I kept on winning doing that because I thought, yeah. I'm up 80 grand. If I lose 10, I'm still up 70. And I keep on making two grand on all these trades. I throw extra size on. Gotcha. So for me, I was just trading stupid size anyway. I was like taking 30, 40K positions, which is stupid for me. But then I got used to it. So now that I'm down to 5K position, it's it's I'm, I'm weirdly still getting the same results trading with 5K size just because I just got good at the right entries again. Wow. Um. But so so going from five. Well, I think to seven a lot of people use size tiny. Size is a crutch too. I mean, it's like I mean, listen, if you're say more. I mean, listen, if you're trading the right stocks, I mean, you don't need, you know, listen, if you're taking hundred thousand dollar positions to make two grand, you ain't trading yeah, the right setups. And we see yeah. it all the time. Again, we see it all the time. You know, it's like yeah. some. You know, we always talk about going for the ride. You know, you'll see people trading literally like hundreds of thousands of dollar positions to make like five grand. It's like, man, I'm like, Hey, congrats on your five grand, bro. But no, no, to put it this way though, to to put it this way, and Tim, you can give your opinion long, which is probably more for an A plus setup on the short side, like SGOC, I took 20% on yesterday, but on a good trade, you should be able to make on average, 12 to 16 percent i would say oh yeah yeah and that's on the for me on the short side if i if i hit 15 i'm like ah it's a good trade if i hit 25 it's really good trade if i hit 10 i think i'll it 10's like a base hit yeah but for you for you on the long side what like oh i mean again if we're talking for you listen if we're talking that that's why i try and steer people towards you know, even though they're scary and they're volatile. I mean, listen, if you're trading, you know, back to that classic low float dip and rip, if it's like some $2 stock. I mean, listen, it's it's not hard to make 50% in a matter of minutes, you know, but I would say 20%. I mean, I think, I think if you're, I mean, if there's not, 
Now, again, I, I know people are always like, people start seeing the numbers in their head. You're going to have losers average it out. But I mean, if you got some, you know, again, let's say some crazy low floor to this trade at a buck. I mean, how many times do we see these things go to two, three, four bucks? You can't take 20 cents at some point, whether it be on a dip and rip or an afternoon VWAP holder or an after hours squeeze. I mean, you, do, you know, it's, it's, you, it does, it's not that hard to make those big gains. Now, the, the proverbial problem is if you, if you make 20 today percent today and you lose 50 tomorrow, well, yeah. you know, it, do, it doesn't work. You know, yeah, but yeah, but that's the thing as well. Just quickly, just to add to that, that's the thing. It's not like it's impressive to make twenty percent. You have to make twenty. You have to make twenty percent because you lost three percent on the two times you tried to get in, and you were wrong, and you got chucked out, and then you got in on the third time, so you lost six percent on your two three percent losses, and then a couple of the other ones won't work, and that'll cost you six percent. So then you've only got an eight percent edge because you lost twelve percent on like random entries and exits that didn't 100%, 100%, work. 100%. You, yep. you need you need 20% for it all to work out. That's your edge, the 8%. It's a really good point, Stephen. It's great you broke that down. What what do you feel is the answer to the question you posed at the start, just in general about for yourself? Like what what do you feel is different now just that you've noticed in the last couple of weeks? Um, I just got better at trading small size uh, with with $5,000 per trade. It's very, very hard for it to get out of control. It's very hard right. for it to go wrong. Um, Something goes like 30% against us. I'm down 1.5K. I'm not going to be terrified. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not, it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not ringing my mom and saying I'm getting a job in advertising again. Like I'm not doing that. Which used to be every other day. <laughs> Yeah. And, and again, that's, that's my, that's the only reason, you know, and again, you know, that, that whole, and I know we kind of debate that, that, you know, broker forcing you out thing. And, you know, I just, it just, and I know I go on and on about this thing, but you know, it's, it's the whole personal responsibility. And I just, I just see so many people in my opinion, again, and I know we're looking at a small subset and I'm extrapolating it across many people. But again, this, the people that Stephen and I voice message back and forth about it. It's like, they're, I mean, they're, they're learning nothing. They're not growing. I mean, again, there's a few of these guys. They are doing the same thing five years, literally the same thing five years. And the only reason they can still do it is yeah. because they're forced out of the trade. And it's like, yeah. well, that is how, how are you ever going to like actually do this all you're gonna do is is you're just gonna be sideways for another five years or another 10 years you're never gonna get anywhere now okay maybe you'll make 500 bucks this month but it's like well good luck with that they don't just blow account after account after well exactly yeah yeah and and you know like we look at, as, as day traders, we're like, oh, $500, oh, it's $500. You know what I mean? It's oh, $500. It's like, it's like loss. Once, once you get full-time day trading, $500 isn't a massive amount of money because you win, you lose, and then it averages out. So you might look on, oh, he's just, just lost another 500 today, just lost another 500. That's a crazy amount of money in the real world. Oh, yeah. You're, you're not making it back. Oh, it's Absolutely. not just about $500. That's 400 pounds in England. That's Massive money to be losing daily. Massive. Yep. Oh, that's I mean, yep. listen, if, if you've got an entry level job, I mean, that's a, that's a week's paycheck, you know. Yep. So, if you're lucky, if you're, if you're lucky. lucky, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, but there's yeah. a, here's an exercise uh, 
I took with T. Harvack girl had this great money course, like your relationship to money. And there was this whole piece where we were supposed to take a dollar bill and we were going to go burn it at the front of the room. And I remember thinking, isn't that illegal? Isn't it illegal to burn money? So like everybody has to get this dollar and you get to the front of the room. And he basically, the course is kind of like a big slap across your face. Like you're ready to burn a dollar bill. How much respect do you we had for money and all of us idiots who are trying to do the, the program he was trying to say even if the program is telling you to do it you should say no i'm not even going to burn one dollar because i have too much respect for it but he was trying to show us like if you don't have respect even for a dollar then how are you going to respect for five million dollars or five hundred thousand well done kim well done bringing up that story because I learned this from, from another trader, but back in the early days, my max was 500 and I actually used to keep 500 bucks like next to my keyboard. That's so brilliant. I love that. And and I, now listen, I stole, I I, I can't remember who I learned it from, but it was like. You stole the $500. No, I didn't steal the 500. (laughs) That's what it sounded like you said. I stole the idea. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I it's a great, it's a great so, idea. What happened for you with that $500 in front of you? I mean, again, it, it helped because it was like, yeah. again, when that, when I would, you know, again, this is back in the beginning, the losses are always bigger than my 500 that I plan. And it, yeah. I mean, again, you just kind of, it was like, it's almost like that little, you know, devil and angel, but it's like, you know, it's just sitting there looking at you. And I'm like, man, it's real. That's like, am I prepared to just take that Right. and burn it you know i mean i i i, I we saw it like throwing it out the window but yep. but to tie in with your story it's like listen yeah. tim you're down 500 now 600 now you're i mean are, are you gonna let it go to a thousand and just burn that 500 bucks so right. i think that that is you know it's useful and, and it really makes it real you know yeah. where like yeah. you're you were like yeah burn a dollar who cares but when it came to actually right. do it you're like whoa you know that's right yeah, but- that's right for, for some crazy reason, and I'll never get this, and you must be better at it now, but, and I'm still dealing with it. For some reason, it feels better to fight a stock in a battle that you know. Oh, that yeah, you're man. It well, that's a shit. That's Kim's department than... right there. That, that's the ego, man. It's like, you know, why? You, I, I add, oh, I added and I added and I added. I'm not I, losing I, this I kicked one. its ass, man. I'm it's, not losing this one. And if I don't lose, I promise I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> a hell mary at the end please god just this one time I'll exactly. never, if you let us up with this one i'll never do it again <laughs> and he's like uh actually you've done this 17 times <laughs> so that's not true learned this time. i've definitely learned this time but like it's because why- because loss is so much more painful it's physically money? more painful than winning When we experience loss, we experience it four times more painful than the concept of gaining something. That's why we have to be, and this is the way we're physiologically built. This is not a choice. You're going to lose even more if you don't cut it. Yes, but in that moment, that loss, it's, it's because the loss most times it's because that's our relationship to loss in general, we haven't identified. Most people unfortunately consider a loss to be something they identify with their worthiness. And that's a big so, part of the issue. So 
I like where this is headed. So uh, I've got a, I've got a question. And again, I know we're, we won't name him, but Stephen, the guy we talk about all the time and Kim, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you get messages off him. Exactly. Like, is that me? <laughs> so, so, you know, the, the, the classic Ed Psychota quote that uh, win or lose, everyone gets what they want out of the market. Some people like to lose. So they win by losing money. So Kim, yep. I'm going to ask for your yep. input, but Steven, back to that guy. I mean, does he win by losing money by getting all the likes, by getting all the retweets, by getting all the comments right. and the attention? Because yep. oh, you no, know what? A, when he wins, no, nobody cares. You ever notice trading. that? You, oh, you, you, when he wins, nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's, that's trading for attention. Everyone, everyone wants something out of the market. I mean, if yes. he, he wants attention, uh, I probably want significance. I want a, I want worthiness and significance. That's what I want. He wants attention. What do you want, Tim? I want more money. That's what I want. You've got money. What do you I want? I want more. There's <laughs> never you enough. You've got I have, there's some, I've where, seen your pool. Some men have a, what, what is that move where it's like some men just have a, oh God, what, what movie quoted? Just an empty think. hole inside. There can never be enough. There can never be. Oh, it was, it was Doc Holiday. Yes, in 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 Tombstone. Yeah. No, but there's a reason for everyone though, because I could trade really small size and always do all right in the market for a long time. Now I'm positive I could trade super small, grind two thousand dollars a month and do it for the rest of my life. I think I'm at that point, but I'll never do it. I'll keep pushing, risking, even losing everything. Why? Why, why do, why do we, us traders have this desire to push, 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 push? Because it's well, not the money. It's, but there's, it could be a couple of things, though. On, on one hand, that's also your need for adventure. That's yeah. also your need for challenge. That's your need to... That's, again, that's one of the reasons, listen, yeah. that, that, that adventure, that challenge. Remember, I sold my business because I was bored. I was like, <laughs> man, it's like, and, 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 and again... I tell this story all the time that I've been gone eight years, that nine years, that, that business is still doing extremely well. I could still be there cashing that check. And I was making good money, but I was bored. I'm like, yeah. I don't, at that point, I mean, I joke about, you know, more money in, in the, the, the insatiable hole, but it's like, I wanted something that was interesting. That was challenging because I was just cashing a check and I was freaking bored. And, and it, hell, it, the, the paycheck could probably be better today. The business has grown. It's done, yeah. continued to do well. But it wasn't, yeah. there, there was, there was, that was, that was just freaking, it was a nine to five, man. It's all it was. So it wasn't, it wasn't meeting your needs. And if yep. you're not getting your needs met, then you're not going to be fully satiated and not really happy. And Stephen, I think there's two things happening for some traders. On one hand, yes, they're, you're trying to get the need met for challenge, for adventure. However, if you're seeking the need for worthiness from a place that doesn't have the capacity to meet that, then you potentially become completely at its mercy because your worthiness, you can't get your worthiness based on whether you succeed as a trader. You can't leave it at, at that kind of situation because worthiness is not earned. You can't earn your worthiness. It's a birthright. You're worthy. And most of us think, and men especially I have to say, are culturally taught that worthiness has to be earned. 
And oh, that's yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> with us. It's like respect, respect has to be earned, right? Yeah. And respect. And it's true. Like some people I'll not respect as much as others because it's like they haven't really earned it. Do you know what I mean? Like you I can't have a certain I, attitude about I, something unless you've been there and done it and earned it. It's true. Like if someone gives us trading advice, but they're a losing trader, I'm like, I'm not respecting that opinion. Well, yes. You've not I, been but, through the trenches. So respect. That's an example. You're you're talk you're talking about I think right now the concept of a trader's own self respect right like have I earned and and I agree that level of respect is something that one has to earn or with the teacher but there is a certain level of respect that's a human need you you have a standard we all do a standard need for respect and that's why I think it's so important especially as your new trader for any new trader they have to say to themselves huh if I have a need for respect and I'm not getting that met in my day-to-day life. If I'm trying to get that met in the market, I, I don't think the market can meet a lot of the needs we have. I would say it's much better to try to get your needs met outside of the market and come to the market as neutral as possible because the costs are so much higher when you try to get your needs met in the market. Yeah. Now, what, what I would say is, and whenever I've done my best trading uh, or whenever I've been in the best zone, is when I've traded purely just because it's really fun. Like, it's just dead fun. Like, it's a really fun game. And when you're just in it for that reason, then you're in it because it's just very fun. Can I catch this? Can I catch that? Can I trade this well? Can I trade that well? Mm. Can I be on top of my game? Can I execute well? That's when you do your best for me. I think it's when you're neutral, people do their best. I think fun, look, I'm not saying trading isn't fun. There was, there was somebody on my Instagram live the other day who said, I treat better uh, when uh, I'm happy, I'm in a good mood. And, I, and he said, so should I always only trade when I'm happy? I'm like, no, actually, because happiness is the other side of sadness. You should be trading when you're neutral. If you're not coming into this neutral from a place of what are the patterns, what is, then you're going to be potentially at risk in ways that are going to be costly. So again, a question for you, Kim, I'm just curious, back to that Ed Psychota quote. I mean, do, I mean, oh. do, you, do you agree with that quote? I do. Okay. <laughs> and then, so then the reason I asked that, and we'll kind of take this home, is, in your opinion, <laughs> in your opinion, is this whole max stop loss thing just like fulfilling that for some people? Because now mm-hmm. every day they can lose and not blow up their account. So it's like they're, they're every day they're getting what they want. The, those who are using it in that sort of, in my opinion, dysfunctional way. Yeah. I feel, I feel a wind coming. I feel like I if they're I mean, using it in a dysfunctional way. Yes. They're, 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 they're in a, they're in a uh, specific pattern, even if it's unconscious. And that specific pattern is, I don't have to take ownership for this. I can relay and lean in on that, that uh, broker stopping me. So that continues them to be kind of, I want to use a fancy word here, infantilized, right? They get to be an infant 
and yep. not have to take ownership exactly. and that because and that sometimes because of the culture we come from or the household we come from that was where we were the safest we were we were we were we always had child. somebody yeah where we were like somebody was always the authority there was there was a situation last night with this fire where i heard the the picture somebody had sent somebody of their house across the street from the fire and do you know what that person said this other person said they were waiting for the authority to tell them to evacuate <laughs> i was like what no, the fire is telling you to evacuate, yeah. but there are most, a lot of people out there, and this is something you always complain about, Tim, don't know how to be the authority of their own life. Right. They're waiting for somebody to tell them what to do, even when the evidence is right in front of them. Because it's hard, because when you live that way, you're waiting you know, for somebody, that time at 9-11 when I was waiting for the kid in the blue van to drive out after the, we got evacuated from the planes on 9-11 and this poor 20-year-old boy is sitting there and we're waiting and waiting. I said, can I ask you what you're waiting for? He said, I'm waiting for dispatch to release me. And I said, you know, son, sometimes you have to make an executive decision. Right. And I think right now we got to get the hell out of temper because this is not a good place to be, you know? But, but that takes a lot to take that kind of responsibility. And, uh, it, 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 it's, I'll let you go, Stephen, but before I forget this, that uh, here I, I, here's my, my daily getting us canceled. But Kim, that story reminded me of, I saw, I saw somebody with a great tweet the other day for, for a libertarian like me. And the guy was like, I, I, what I want is for the coronavirus to do a press conference and tell me how to, or tell us how to protect ourselves from the government. So anyway, I'm sure that'll probably, if you're a libertarian, I'm sure you'll appreciate that. All of you also probably hate me for that quote, but it's like, what's more dangerous? Anyway, go ahead, Stephen. My, my only comment was just thinking about it. Long or short, right? And this is, you get what you want out of the market, right? Yep. If you're long or short, your odds of success are probably like, on average, like 50-50. Like, do you know what I mean? Like your setup <laughs> averages off. And it's you as a trader, you take the ones that are more favorable and over a long term, you have an edge. So if your odds are 50-50, how do you max loss nine days in a row? <laughs> like, how do you do it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> how do you max loss every day in a row if your odds are 50-50? Well, it's that's... Unless well, you well, it's, what you it's want. It's not impossible, but it goes back to the other quote, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, the insanity quote, you know, you know, doing the same thing. Cause again, it's the same setup and you know, it's, it's doing the same thing every day and expecting different results. It'd be That's different. Like, be, you know, buy Apple and see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> you know, at least, at least you'll, at least if you're wrong on Apple, you'll lose like $4, you know, or, 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 or again, or, or short Apple, at least, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, it, it, Do you something know, like, different. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I've got to be saying, we were discussing this the other day. Um, I would say if you went long, like every single stock, as long as it had a low, once, once a low was set, like a double bottom or a higher low. Well, you did stats. Didn't you have like some 70% plus stats so, that you sent to me? So I'd say on average, all of the GABAs, they will all, all of the GABAs, especially the ones trading 10 to 15 million pre, 
they'll generally, the vast majority will put in highs at like 9.50, 10, 10.30. Some will run, but a lot of them will hit a high of day, 9.40, 9.45. But the vast majority is 9.45. This is the point I'm making. So if you short at 9.30, you get stopped at 9.45. <laughs> and then, you and then it right. drops. Yeah. And then, but what I'm saying is, if you went long on every single stock at the open, if you went long every single GABA, and you sold 9.45, 10, 10.30, you'd, you'd, you'd make a lot more money than you'd lose just getting stopped every day. Yeah, I, w- I would think, statistically. Or if you just shorted at 10.30 or 10. If you just... <laughs> Short it at 10. Forget what, what who says that you need to start at the market open. <laughs> who says that you need to start your trading day at night? A that, bell bro. goes, yeah. a bell goes at that time. That doesn't mean you have to start. Yep, yep. That's why it's yeah, so yeah. important to do this work on self-awareness. Like you have to know how do you tick? What's your relationship to money? Because if there are traders who start to win, and guess what? that freaks their unconscious out because they've never started to have that kind of money before. And if, and you will start unconsciously finding ways to lose if you don't have that relationship to money, because for you to go past, you know, that's the other thing I learned from T. Howard Thacker. His book is called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And he says, we have a temperature set at a certain amount of money. And it's just like a heating system or an AC system kicks on when the temperature fluctuates, so does our unconscious. So if we have a ceiling for ourselves of this is the right amount of money and you start to go past that, you're gonna potentially get yourself back to what's comfortable without even consciously knowing it. Why? Because you don't wanna be thrown out of your tribe. The people you hung out with, the friends you have now, you could feel like, well, they're gonna not be friends with me anymore. All of this is unconscious if I get, you know, too big for my britches. Like if you think that about rich people now, then how the hell are you going to go past uh, where you want to financially? Because you already have judgments about rich people, right? So all of these are things that are, do this work on yourself first, guys, before you come into trading. Because all, all the trading is going to do is put a big fat mirror in front of you around the stuff inside that you haven't been with. I agree. I think it's a good ending too, by the way. So what do you think, Stephen? I think I feel the power. <laughs> the power of what? It's the force field. <laughs> of the words. I try I tried handing the closing over to you, but as always. Ah, right. Why, why why would you let me close? You close everything? Well, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. All right, uh, everyone. Do you want us to close? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I can close. The, the, the most awkward ending in, in the history of Steady Trade Podcast. <laughs> so um, so anyway, as always, you know, I, we, we, we mentioned several books, um, several resources, including Kim's DVD. So as always, head over to steadytrade.com. We'll link everything there. And again, you know, something that, you know, you know, a lot of the stuff that I, that I, that I reference and mention, a lot of this stuff is, is, you know, it's a collection of, of 15, almost 20 years studying this game. But the biggest thing I, I want to point out and, um, and, and Stephen and I talk about this a lot, you know, it, trading, it's, it's not what you can make, you know, it's what you, it's what you lose, you know, what, you know, are you, are you going to lose your entire account today? Are you going to stick to your stop? You know, it's, it's, you can control 
there, there's a lot of stuff you can't control, but you can control that stop. And, and if you're making excuses and if you're blaming the black swans or if you're blaming the algos or if you're blaming the market makers or, 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 or you're blaming some you know presidential tweet or something like that, you're looking the wrong place. Okay. You need to focus on you. And again, I do agree. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even know, to be honest, that a lot of these brokers even had that max stop loss. And probably about a year ago, I admit, I, I just didn't even know that existed. Now, keep in mind, everyone has an agenda. Okay. You might yes. think my friends, yes. you might think that broker puts that in there for your protection. They don't care about you. Okay. No. They don't care about you. They listen, they, if, if you can, I mean, Hey, Stevens told the story about not answering his broker's phone calls. Okay. They're doing that so that you don't go past your margin and then they get held holding the bag. But that being said, let's, let's keep things positive, Tim. Let's keep things positive. So, so I, I, again, I didn't even know that existed until about a year ago, but I think the biggest summation of, of this episode is you should have a, you know, have a plan, the tagline of the steady trade podcast. And listen, if you're hitting that max stop loss, more than once in a you know great while where there's maybe a limit halt or again there's some you know there's a filing there's there's some truly black swanny type thing then you need to figure out what you're doing wrong because if you're buttoning up against it nine days in a row something ain't right so all right everyone head over to statetrade.com share with your friends and thank you kim thank you steven and we'll see you next time on the next episode of the steady trade podcast